Hey, welcome back to another episode. Um, Ashton, man, I want to throw one right at you and just right. out, out of the gun. Right? I told Ashton I'm not going to let him know what we were going to talk about um, with this, but it was something, a conversation that we've had uh, before uh, that we we kind of wanted to re-engage on a little bit. We talked about this actually, I think, last Tuesday, and we were talking about the difference between increasing our faith mm. versus maturing our faith. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I want to bring that up because I think one of the big things that we talked about with that was, and we're talking about it in Hebrews specifically, mm-hmm. but there was some, there's oftentimes where we feel like there's this checklist that we got to do to build our faith, and there's, we got to do all these things in order to be that right Christian versus the maturity and why, why did we kind of, we we kind of had that conversation and we said, why did we come into that conversation of saying, or that agreement of maturity and faith is what we're really trying to get after because, uh, and what I want our listeners to really understand is why we're bringing this up is because what we understand is our Christian, our Christian life is not about, uh, doing a check off the block of trying to do all those things, but it's really about growing and maturing. And we talked a few analogies when we were in this conversation. Um, and one of those was dealing with the, uh, how a tree is rooted and how trees as they're, if, if the tree is mature and it's in the ground, uh, properly and it's matured and the roots have been established, right? It's very hard to blow over. Um, as it grows, but if those those roots are not planted, that the wind blows and it's, it's blown uh, right over. One of the craziest things, uh, one of our friends, uh, Seth, one of the things he brought up uh, one time in conversation was how when you look at a forest, right, a matured forest or a community of uh, of those trees, right, those roots are intertwined. Mm-hmm. And it makes it very difficult for a tree to fall because they're all intertwined and they're all holding on to each other. And it makes it very difficult for them to, to fall. Right. But if that tree is isolated by itself, it's going to fall, wither, and it's, and it's going to die. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And like, what does that mean to you? What's increasing faith and maturing faith to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I like the fact that you brought up the... Um, the rituals and the, you know, religion um, difference kind of that we have been talking about that Hebrews really does talk about. Um, And I actually want to read um, a scripture from Acts really quick. Um, And this is from Acts 19. This is verse 13. It says, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of out of the house naked and bleeding. So why do I read that to you? I read that because it's interesting to me that the spirit 
recognizes the authority in this situation, this instance. And what's interesting to me is I think there's a parallel and there is a, a connection between faith and authority. And I think what we have to understand as believers is that rituals don't necessarily invoke heartfelt outpouring of faith and strengthening in Christ. Because we look at Paul and we think about all the things he had been through, right? Um, talks about shipwrecks and beatings and imprisonments and, you know, what, what did he say? Uh, was it four times he received the 39 lashes? You know, all these different things. And yet his faith was incredibly strong and deep. And therefore he had authority in Christ Jesus. And so what's interesting to me is we see a guy like Paul and we don't necessarily, in, in the scripture, it doesn't say that Paul was, because he kept all these rituals and these uh, religious, you know, uh, you know, things that were had to be done or disciplines or what made his faith deep and what made his authority great in Christ Jesus, right? It doesn't, it doesn't say that. What it says is that it's, Paul had this faith in Jesus, and Paul had this belief and Paul had this authority in Christ Jesus because of his inner, uh, you know, like it says, uh, Jesus says uh, the first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with your mind, body, soul, and spirit. We know that's what Paul was doing as his whole entire being was devoted to Jesus. And so to me, when we talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, when we talk about this piece, I think for you and I, Dave, and, and I want you to speak on this for yourself too, but I think for us, we're starting to realize that if we really want to have that deep faith, if we really want to have that authority in Jesus, if we really want to have life change, if we want to have influence in our communities, if we want to see people come to Jesus, if we want to see, you know, uh, evil spirits, you know, cast out, we want to see healing, we want to see miracles then we're called to deep faith and we are called to authority in Jesus. We're not necessarily called to punching the clock and, and hoping that Jesus is going to show up at our front door and that he's pleased with these rituals that we have in place. I think Jesus really wants our whole heart and our whole being devoted to him. Yeah. I think some way that I've... I've I compare faith to is, and we've t we talked about this many times about how we work out and how you continue to build and, and work um, your diet, all these other things that you do to make, to uh, increase your capacity and your mm -hmm. strength, right? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this, it says, it says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see, right? So let me read that one more time. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for and is the evidence of things we cannot see. Mm. Verse 2 says, through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation, and then it goes on further it says in verse three, it goes, by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we know, what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. 
so for what you were talking about, increasing faith, maturing faith, and we've talked these few of these analogies and the intertwining of roots and all this stuff is that faith really maturing faith, increasing your faith is doing those things and doing those things that are unseen so that it builds up so that you have that belief that like, I know that that person is prepared and ready and built up. That's faith. That's starting to build up that faith. Right. Um, one of the ways that I tie that in is we talked about the rituals, right? You were talking about rituals and traditions and, if I get so caught up in doing all those things, that's the outward expressions. Me working out and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the bench press. Hey, I'm running. I'm doing all this stuff." Yeah. But if my, if my nutrition is not down pat, what happens? You know, like when I, when I look at that, is that it affects me? It affects really my my overall performance. It really affects what, how I should uh, should be. Mm-hmm. And it's the and that's the uh, that's the things that we can't see. Um, but you know the the evidence though of and, and when when I when I am eating right, and then when I do the outward expressions and I do things, if I'm eating right and I'm doing all the right things that I need to do, you're gonna see. The good, the good outcomes. You're going to yeah. see the good fruit of, of the labor, yeah. right? And so that's what we're talking about with with maturing faith and increasing faith is as we mature in our faith, you're going to see the outward expression because of the unseen things that are going on. Same thing when we're talking about the rootedness is that if a tree is rooted, you don't see the roots, right? You don't see the maturity of those roots. You don't see if, if it's getting properly watered, but if it's being watered properly and it's that ground is being taken care of and the trees are being taken care of, you, you will know later on that that, that those trees are rooted because those things aren't going anywhere. Right. And that's what we're trying to kind of get to is that the, the, takes the little things that you've got to do because that forest, what, what is it? What does that mean in a forest or in a community of believers? Now, this is where we're getting to the practical steps. When we get into being with a body of other of other Christians, if we're not if we're not taking care of the ground properly, people can be plucked left and right and can waver from from when when things come when hard things come their way they're gonna they're gonna bounce right because they're not rooted deep um, and matured deep they're not facing those things they're not doing the things that are unseen. To mature their faith. So maybe that's a stark reality for some people, and that's why this is that's why I wanted to bring this up is because sometimes people will go, but I'm I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible, I'm doing the devotions, but you're not changing the things that are going on inside of you. You're not really deep down doing the, the stuff that is unseen because nobody sees what's in your heart. That's you gotta you're having to do some stuff and having to make some changes. And that's why I wanted to kind of get to today. Yeah, and it actually reminds me, I have a, I don't have a wonderful front yard. However, um, I've been trying to, this last season, uh, I have some spotty spots, so I've been trying to put some grass seed down. And I'm not necessarily uh, much of a green thumb, so I'm just doing the best I can. But, uh, you know, 
the first time I, I tried to put grass seed down, I didn't add any soil to it. I didn't add any peat moss. I didn't add any of the uh, the nutrients that the, the ground really needs to go with that grass seed. And it didn't really, didn't take. The second time I did it, I added the peat moss. I added the soil, the nutrients that it needed. And obviously I, I made it, you know, a, a very, it was important that I watered it every day, right? Um, and the second time it took, um, and it also reminds me, Jesus has this, this parable where he says, you know, basically there's seed that's thrown on these rocks and because it's not rooted well, it springs up quickly and then the environment that it's in comes and crushes it. And so I want to, the reason I bring this up is I want to share a concept with our listeners uh, that's incredibly important. Some of you have been injured and some of you may have felt damaged, okay? And what I want you to understand is you may have tasted that the Lord was good, right? And you sprang up quickly in faith, but something came in in life, in that environment, and it came in, whether it was a storm, whether it was winds, whether it was somebody stepped on you, whether it was somebody, you know, hurt you. You know, I went through a a back injury um, and I'm still actually partially recovering now from this back injury. Um, but it's interesting. There were a couple times over the last probably four to six months where I've been like, man, maybe I'm, maybe I'm damaged. Like maybe I'm actually, maybe I can't recover from this. And I want to take that concept and I want to bring it over to the spiritual side, which is Maybe you are the kind of person where something happened to you and you got hurt or you got uh, damaged or you got quote unquote injured spiritually and you've never really recovered and you've never overcome that situation or that problem. And what I want to encourage you is this, and that's that you're, you're being hindered right now because until we get to a point where you have the right soil and the right environment and the right, you know, for injury, that rehabilitation exercises and the right stretching program and you're put into the right, you know, soil, if you will, then you can grow those, those roots deeply. Um, but there has to be a healing that takes place. There has to be that healing that takes place. And you have to have that time of going through those things. And so maybe your faith you're having a hard time deepening your faith because you haven't taken that time for healing. And so I just want to encourage our listeners. I want to encourage um, us as we think about faith that the Lord is using this in your life so that your faith can, can grow deeper and stronger. That's good. That's really good, man. I think that's sometimes we forget that um, that's what that's what is being used um, to take it uh, a little bit further on that is so you know we, we've already talked about this we said hey the guy used circumstances he's used situations um, to help us mature our faith but what are some 
practical things that I can do that aren't necessarily rituals that help mature my faith, that helps, you know, and, I, and I, I'm tying this back because I want people to understand whether it's a, it's a new Christian, somebody new to their faith, right? What are those things that I can do that creates the right soil? You know, you talked about that, using the right, uh, you know, using peat moss, using all these things. What is the right fertilizer? What, how do I do this? I was calling a buddy of mine the other day. We were talking about the, the R work, the same thing. And I go, man, what do I need to do to start this off right? You know, I used uh, weed and feed last year. It wasn't bad, but then I'm looking at my yard right now and I'm going, should I've already started? Yeah. <laughs> or is it too late? You know, and so, the, the, you know, talking that, and we joking, you know, a bunch of our, our listeners, our guys that are listening to this, you know, men and women, it's like, I've already started on trying to take care of my yard and it's not going the way I want it to. So what can I do to correct it? What can I do to make to make this uh, mature right and make it grow right? Uh, you have any ideas on some practical steps? Yeah. So I think one thing you hit on right there is another thing that hinders our faith is you can't go back in time. So I think there are, maybe there are some listeners like myself where you've made mistakes in the past. And Satan's trying to bring those things back up into your life and say, no, 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 you're a failure. You made all these mistakes. You can't progress. You can't be used. And Jesus says, come as you are. And so the reason I bring this up is this is a prayer piece that you're going to have to take to the foot of Jesus and say, Jesus, help me understand I'm no longer a victim. I'm no longer a victim to my past. I'm no longer a victim to my past sin. I don't find my identity in who I was. I find my identity in who I am in Jesus and who I will be in Jesus. Because understand, if you're too busy living in the past, you cannot move forward. And so your faith is hindered. You don't know it, but your faith is hindered because you can't get past what you did and who you were. But Jesus doesn't see you that way anymore. He sees you pure and white as snow. And you have got to understand that he calls you more than a conqueror in Jesus. You're going to hear me say this all the time. He calls you to truth. He calls you to the light. He calls you to be more than you thought you could ever be. But you've got to start believing in that. And so you have to, you have to pray and ask the Lord to give you that understanding and that wisdom and that peace and that grace to accept that. That was a key point right there. Something that you just said, that word that I was wondering if it was going to come, is that grace. It's truly the grace of understanding that, man, I screwed up. <laughs> I, I messed up. But I, I can I can move forward from this. We we again talked all these analogies before, but saying that like even though the yard is messed up, it, it's graceful in the sense that, okay, what do I do? I I till it back up. <laughs> I, I pull it back up, and I say, "Okay, let me let's do a restart. Let's work on this. Let's let's try to figure out what we're gonna do uh, about fixing this." Same thing with when we when we're dealing with the um, we're working out. Hey man, I screwed up on my diet. What do we do? We give ourselves grace, and instead of saying, "Well, I'm just gonna be a fat kid," <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my you know I'm gonna grab. My boots by the bootstraps and I'm gonna take it one day at a time and I'm just gonna attack this 
and that's building on that and building faith because there's something that we, you've talked about before and I and I think we've said this previous in episodes but we we're talking about habits and how mm-hmm. they become um those those little things that we start doing become habits and there's a phrase that you used to say and I want you to kind of share that but like those are the those are the type of things that we do as that becomes a habit and becomes more natural that's matures us into who who we are supposed to be um and becomes more routine and creates a stronger foundation yeah that probably one of my favorite all-time sayings uh thoughts lead to words words lead to actions actions to habits habits to character character to destiny ultimately the idea is that your thoughts become who you are in your destiny I want to I want to attack a little different practical step this is something I think that is going to be a little bit more difficult um, and this is where the iron effect is going to come in guys because you need somebody else in your life who can help you inventory what I'm about to tell you to inventory I want you to go back to the analogy of being that plant or that grass. Okay, you may be in a bad environment. And the people around you may not be good soil. They may be bad soil. They may be weeds choking you and your growth and your faith. And so what you need to do is you need to surround yourself with men and women of faith. Because where two or more are gathered, there I am as well. That's what, that's what the Lord says. And what that means is when his presence is there, that's where the growth happens. We pray for revelation. The Lord would give us wisdom. We pray for visitation. The Lord would, would come to us. And then habitation, that he would live with us and through us and constantly be with us. And so what I'm asking you to do, and, I, and Dave and I do this for each other all the time, is we conduct, you know, for lack of a better term, an inventory and say, hey, where am I at? Is the environment I'm in, is it good? Are the people I'm surrounding myself, are they good? And even the people who you may think are good, I would ask you to make sure that they're good because you don't want anything holding your faith back because this is the most important thing in your life. Because everything stems from this, no pun intended. And so we have got to, you know, understand that, you know, we're, we're moving away from our past, you know, like we said, and we're moving forward with Jesus. We're inventorying our environment, the people we have around us. And then I would say that third action step would really be saying, okay, I believe this is, I believe this Bible is truth. And so I'm going to live in that truth and I'm going to apply my mind, body, soul, and spirit to that truth. So those would be three action steps I think would be very, very important for helping us grow and deepen and increase our faith and ultimately starting to experience that authority in Jesus. I think that's really important. And Ashton, thanks for sharing that. I think that's that that's right on. Um, like I said, I wanted to just get your honest, raw truth on on that on that piece. And 
I felt felt like you were gonna go there, and you know I really appreciate it. And I think you know a lot of our people will really get a really good um, understanding of what we're where we're where we're headed to. Um, you know, for just our listeners, we got a few a few minutes here, but I want to let you guys know is that we're getting uh, we got some exciting things coming up. Um, some things that God has really been revealing to us, and some things that we feel like God wants. Uh, us to um, do um, and to bring forth uh, through th- this podcast, through um, partners that have come around us, some people that we we've had been in community with, and some conversations. So hopefully, in the next few weeks, maybe in the next few podcasts, we'll be starting to share with you guys what God's going to be doing. Hopefully, in the near future. Uh, for for people and some things that we want you guys to partner in with us as well. So um, be listening, um, be ready, um, monitor the IG um, and Instagram of, of things to come. Talk to you guys soon.